Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be alright. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. How are y'all doing today? We are doing good. We are alive. We are healthy. Even though the city around us is going down in shambles. (laughs) Because we're in Texas, so we are led by Republicans that don't give a fuck. And um, they want to open up because they want to capitalize. They want to open up too early, which they did. And our cases have skyrocketed. So have y'all been doing a little bit more? Social distancing? Hell no. I have. <laughs> why you say hell no, nah, Mary? What you been doing? The reason why I haven't, um, I had no shade. Um, the shit got tight and I had to make some coins. So oh. I do do sex work on the side, but um, we we just moved into our new place and shit has, my budget got tight. So I had to, I had to make a calculated risk for a lot of bit of money. Not a lot of bit of money before a coin. So, um, I've been upping my rates and, um, I'm, I was going to buy me a non-touch thermometer because I've been seeing them lately just to help. <laughs> what that mean? Uh, you going to be, you going to be taking the client's temperature, girl? Yes, yes. You got to put your head through the door. <laughs> it's not ring right, bitch. You gotta stay down. Door closed. Why don't you get a rectal thermometer? That'll be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just I don't want to touch you, girl. If you got her, you being close enough, that's fine. Oh wow, that I was. So, Some people don't show symptoms, but uh, right. I mean, that, but you see, listen, God got me. He do. He do. But you all right, walk by faith and not by sight. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you can't see COVID. I can do what I can do. <laughs> there ain't no COVID relief fun for me. I need to um, I to suck a little dick and uh, open these cheeks a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Baby, that is sad. That is it. Really, is sad though. It's not funny. No, I could really just date over time, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, but no, like on some real shit. Like, yeah. I need. I'm. I'm about my bag, and I'm. I'm trying to be safe too. But like, I have to do what I got to do. And there are, there are girls who don't have jobs that have to do what they have to do, and they're making it work. And I'm not saying that you know, I'm. I just I just know well, that. I gotta explain. You ain't gotta explain because I, you know, you know, I done did some things. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't for no money. <laughs> it's for pleasure, but um, you know, I, I, I ain't no judgment. I just you know, I, my logic was if I can go to the grocery store and be around all of those people with my mask on. I feel like, you know, going to get my nails done with one nail tech and only me and her is in there should be no problem. <laughs> it's all unsafe. Let me put that clear. Let me let me be because I'm a real ass bitch too. Like I know it's not safe, but you know, some people got to yeah. make calculated risks. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So, you know, I don't want to take it down. We're having some so much fun. But, you know, just so <laughs> y'all know, um, we have a trans woman that was murdered in Little Rock, Arkansas on the 25th. Her name was... Brayla Stone, she was only 17, and she was found murdered in a car um, in Sherwood, Arkansas. Um, the local police are investigating it as a homicide. Um, you know, I mean, if you haven't noticed, I think this was something similar to last year during Pride Month. I really think that this happened last year, too or either the year before, but we have reported the death of a trans person or two every week of Pride Month. Didn't, didn't this happen last year too? It's like, they, it's, like, it's like they get us together because they know it's Pride. It's like it excites them more. It's like, no, nah, we're going to show <laughs> So I don't want our show to always be a source of Oh my God, we're talking about somebody who's dying. But look, y'all, this is our life. We hear about it. And, you know, I just want to honor their death by talking about it a little bit. Some people. We want to do it the right way. Yeah, we don't want to. We want to make sure that because the news sources ain't going to give us no, no roses when we die. They, 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 they misgender us. They not, they not going to tell how we were murdered in the right way. Like, like, and that's what we're doing here. Even though, you know, that's not what we're trying to do. You, We don't want to make this uh, a show of always, you know, we always got to talk about trans deaths. And, but it's, it's a, like you said, it's a when, part of our reality. When trans folks stop dying, we won't report it. How about that? I mean, that's how I feel. It's like, I don't want to talk about people dying every week, but if they're dying every week, what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to pay it. You know, I'm not going to pay it. I'm going to tell y'all this is what's happening. And it's sad that during our Pride Month, every single fucking week, it is a trans death or two. Not just a trans death. Like, in some of the weeks, it was two in them. 
Um, mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't like it. I don't want to do it, but we have to. So to balance that out, I have created a new segment. I'm going to put that right here. We don't always want to be reporting on the deaths and negativity. We want to be reporting on the joy. <laughs> so this segment is to show you who is out here doing the work. The people who are out here giving us hope. This is for y'all. Today, we have Miss Mariah Moore. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Diamond? I am good. So I met Mariah for the first time in, well, we've been knowing each other online, but um, for the first time in person at the Creating Change Conference in January, before all this COVID shit got to popping out, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we had a good time. She is one of the lead organizers at the Transgender Law Center, and she was introducing the the trans agenda, agenda for liberation for liberation trans agenda for liberation, and it was amazing work. I loved it. It was a beautiful ceremony, and you know, I let her introduce herself and then talk about why she's here and what we are shining a light for. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I love to take me a little bite off of Marsha's plate, honey. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm Mariah Moore. Uh, like Diamond said, I am um, one of the national organizers at Transgender Law Center. Um, but more importantly, I am one of the co-directors, co-president of the House of Tulip, alongside Milan Nicole Sherry, another brave, brilliant black trans woman from New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, the House of Tulip is going to be a community land trust that transform our, our homeless and houseless uh, TGNC community members into tenants and then tenants who pay rent and then homeowners. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah. So how we got to this point was Milan had actually reached out to me and asked me to be a part of an accountability team um, for some funds that her and De and uh, Wagaspack were raising for some COVID, for COVID relief uh, for our community. And so I gladly joined on to help um, uh, disperse those funds uh, into account for them. And we ended up raising over $20,000 um, for COVID relief in New Orleans. And so once we were wrapping that up, um, we just kind of came together and we had this big press conference in New Orleans to address the movement because we had seen the exclusion of black trans life and bodies uh, and folks uh, from the Black Lives Matter movements, uh, specifically in New Orleans, um, when it came to allowing black trans people to speak and to take up space. And so after, you know, a successful press conference of just addressing the movement and like, you know, just voicing ways in which we need to unite and move together, me and Milan just kind of started talking about like, you know, ways in which we were just tired of talking and, and marching, like what real solutions can we bring to our community, right? Like what, like, yes, all of this is great. The revolution is here, but you know, 
we still have lots of unaddressed issues. And so we came together and we were like, we saw other things around the country that were happening, like in Atlanta where they raised $2.3 million for housing and like my sister's house who's raised $200,000 for housing. And so we said, why not? And so we brought together some local TGNC leaders and the House of Tulip was birthed. And thus far we've raised $150,000 plus the $50,000 that we already had in seed money. Um, and it is going to go into a six unit property that could permanently house nine people, but it will accommodate as many people as we need it to because everyone deserves a safe space to sleep. And so from that, that will be our initial project, but we do vision envision, uh, opening more properties across the city and, um, hopefully across the state and one day maybe nationally. So, Yeah. So I think this is a brilliant idea and it's really, really important because I remember as a black trans woman, <laughs> when I was homeless, I really wish I had um, something like this. This was, I, I, I've been homeless multiple times in my life and this would have been an amazing thing so that I wouldn't have to navigate, you know, shelters or, um, or transitional living places that were rooted in cis heteronormativity and didn't understand how to take care of my, or be there for me in my particular need. And so, mm -hmm. it, you know, I think this is brilliant. I think this is beautiful. And, you know, based on the work that you have done throughout the years, I trust that, you know, this is going to be an amazing product that is going to, um, not product, but amazing project that is going to change lives and even save some. Absolutely. And I think, you know, just to, you know, reiterate what you were saying about a lot of these places that, and spaces that you've been in, like truly making this a zero barrier space for people to come into, which means that if you have your an animal, if you have um, someone that you consider like an animal, a lot of people consider family. And a lot of times when you are displaced, you can't bring, you know, that animal or, or thing with you. And we don't want that to be the case. You know, of course, we're going to put systems in place to make sure that everything is taken care of. But we understand like some people need and rely on their emotional support animals and even folks navigating sobriety, right? Like you shouldn't be um, barred from safety because you have a, you're navigating sobriety. Right. So we're, we're thinking about all of those things and thinking about how do we keep everybody safe while also helping folks navigate um, different issues like that. So, yeah, I, it's going to be amazing. And I'm just so thrilled that, you know, the community is supporting the way that they are. Right. And thinking about that, I, I feel like this is why if you are an organization and you're not hiring trans leaders, you are really missing the mark and you are really... Um, you're missing out on a pool of experiences and resources and skills that will allow your organization to flourish because exactly what you just said is why, you know, you make a great leader because you can think about those nuances and really implement ways to, you know, service the community in a more broad and effective way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for spending some time with me. Um, if you are a listener of Marsha's Plate, 
I'm going to put a link in the bottom for you all to go to support. And actually, Mariah, on behalf of Marsha's Play and the patrons that support us, we will be donating after this call. So, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. And yeah, check the link out in the bottom. And thank you. Thank you, sis. Yes. So before we move on, I just want to say thank you for listening to the new segment. I hope that you enjoy the music. This song is called Sparkle. It was appropriate, but also this group that sings the original version, their name is Cameo. And they were the soundtrack to many moments in my youth. The first time that somebody ever died that I knew, my mother put this song on called Why Have I Lost You? My mother was a young mother. She is not a therapist, but she just did whatever she felt was right to get me through that moment. I remember laying in her lap while the song played and crying and crying and crying and releasing this grief for my uncle passing away. No, wait, not just passed away. He was murdered by the police in the 80s. I was six. <laughs> yeah. So the nostalgia. <laughs> not much has changed. <laughs> when I got up, the song was over and I felt like I was already healed. What I love about getting older is being able to dive deep into queer history and finding out some of the things that I love in my youth had queer elements to them. You know, we know that queerness is embedded in the fabric of this country. And so Cameo, one of the featured singers in the group was named Wayne Cooper. He was the lead on some of their biggest hits, specifically on Why Have I Lost You? He had an amazing falsetto voice that shined through in the backgrounds on Sparkle. He was born in New York, March 14th in 1955, which makes him a Pisces like me, and he loved to sing like me. He loved men romantically, unfortunately like me, <laughs> but he couldn't be open about it and follow his career. In 1984, Wayne Cooper passed away from complications of AIDS. And because of the stigma around AIDS at the time, the group lied and said that he died in a plane crash. Because we hadn't come often under the darkness of the stigma surrounding HIV and AIDS, he wasn't able to get his just due in 1984. But now, here, on this platform, I wanted to give honor to his legacy and his voice and the impact that it had on my life. It was a sparkle in the darkness. So now that we've done that, I want to talk about some fun stuff. <laughs> you know, we've been in the house. So, honey, self-love <laughs> is popping off. 
<laughs> well, not y'all. Y'all live together. Should we still get some? Are we still long time? we still been getting our long time. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. You know what? But y'all have to. A toy. I'll be right back. <laughs> so what I wanted to do, I wanted to kind of talk about our, um, you know, our self-pleasure toys. And, you know, I remember when I was younger, I thought toys were so lame. I thought that they were so lame. I thought that, why would I need a toy when I can just get me a man <laughs> to do the things that I want him to do? And if I, um, you know, it it's a real failure if I can't get a man, if I have to get some toys, some fake dicks, and all that kind of, when I was young, young. That's really? That's how I used to read. It used to be my leg. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I really, in the past kind of five years, really got into, like, oh, well, let me get a toy. And then, because I always own toys, but I usually use them for other people. It really wasn't for me because... Eh, the toys I got for other people, I didn't really like them. So I wanted to find toys that do shit that I like. So, you know, I started to getting more acquainted with toys. When did y'all start getting acquainted with toys? Um. Well, I'm a trans man, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that comes with the territory. <laughs> yeah. I'm a collector already so you know i started like shit, 17 18 i bought my first uh prosthetic i was using it as a packer originally that's a big ass packer but i didn't see some pieces <laughs> like that i was using it you gonna show it yes i'm trying to turn this shit off well, listeners, y'all can't see, but we're on video, yeah. and we post the whole video so, on our Patreon. So if you're a Patreon, you can watch this segment, and can, you can watch this section so, and see what we're talking about. This is the Packer. Wait, 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 wait. So uh, that thing, so the, speaking of that, that thing you got right now, I remember I was doing some kind of event, and people, like, donated toys or something for the event and we gave a lot of them away but it was a lot that wasn't given away and I had to take a box of a bunch of them home. <laughs> really? I ended up throwing some of them away. I didn't know, you know, I'm young cause I, not yeah. young, but at the time I was, you know, early in my activism. So I'm like, what am I gonna do with these? I didn't even think about giving them to somebody who might want them. I was like, I just got all these dildos in my house. I thought it was a dildo. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. And I was like, well, I think I had like seven. And so one of my dogs ended up pulling it out the closet and oh, sitting oh. In, like in front of the tray. He had pulled it out. It was, it was my, little, uh, my little English bulldog. Prue had, I don't know how she found it, but she pulled it out the closet and was sitting down in the middle of the floor chewing on it like this. <laughs> <laughs> and like really biting each piece of the of the dick off because it was so it was, that would have been hilarious. And yeah, my, I, <laughs> and my, my the train that was there, he was like, "Damn, he tear, she tearing up your dildo." <laughs> it was hilarious. Put it up, put it up to the screen one more time. This is the. Oh, you gotta do it like this, babe. Let me show you how to do it. Like the YouTube vloggers. <laughs> this is. They have no better color, nigga. 
No, Marcus. it's called okay. okay. It's, called, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called something pack and play or something. And this was before I started using toys on myself. Uh-huh. And this was the first toy I used on myself. It's only five inches. Oh, okay. So actually, this is is this TMI? Wait, wait. No, we all talk about, about toys. toys. Yeah. yeah. This is the first thing I. This is that? the. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the first thing I ever been penetrated by. Ah. It was by myself. Shut up. I didn't know that that was it. This is the first time I heard that this was going yeah. into virginity. It's the small one. Well, we know. But that was my first one. <laughs> well, okay, so wait a minute. Now that we talk about virginity, would you consider a fake penis taking, um, taking your virginity or Virginity real ain't real. <laughs> ah, it's mythical. Yes, virginity is a social construct. That's not. But you have a hymen. Well, cis a afab people have hymens, so, so you don't have a hymen. Hymen can hey, break from yeah. riding a bike, or but it can hymen from, you know, from honey. It can high and buy me. It's so fast. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, it no, can, it can so. break anytime. Okay, you know what you're doing. Mm. What about first you, Neo? What toys uh, do you have? Your first toy? <laughs> I definitely ain't got no first one. What you say, darling? I definitely ain't got my first one. Oh yes, okay. I do. Oh. Yes, I, I, do. I actually I actually do have my first one. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh yeah. So I okay. So I threw my first toy away when we got into our new apartment because he wasn't giving me what I needed. So I bought our new one. I know that's real. It. But the interesting thing about it was that the one that I replaced it with was cheaper than the one I, I threw away. Mm. The one that I had um, was like $60, and I bought the uh, the new one for like $40. Oh, wow. I guess Sex I toys are expensive. Elasticity. It's like a, um, what do you call them? A, a flashlight. It was a, a flashlight. Oh. But the ones that look that like don't like trigger them. that don't trigger you. Hell no, nah, bitch! I gotta get my piece. Oh. I gotta get. I got. But but see, I but see, I buy the the. <laughs> I don't buy the. Well, no, did I buy the pussy it, ones? I did. No, I only buy. They only do buy have the booty hole. The they do have the booty hole. They one. do have them, but I only buy the ones with the lips, so it don't trigger me. But I like. <laughs> what? But I like the puss, so it's like now it didn't, but. Now, okay, so let me let me ride. <laughs> when I first got my toy, I hadn't had any vagina. So after I got my toy, you know, I had. So I had some idea what I wanted. But when I first got it, I was like, oh, no, I'm not getting no pussies. I'm not getting no booty holes. Let me get this one that looked like a mouse. So I got the one that looked like a mouse. Oh, okay. Because when I see flashlights, I always feel like, ooh, this is so tradey. I am getting a <laughs> flashlight. Because like, when I first saw him, it was only the one that looks like pussy. So I was like, I don't yeah, want one that looks like no pussy. Yeah. I was like, I don't want one that looks like no pussy. No. <laughs> I was like, that's going to really make me feel like the trade. Then they had ones. Then... Then I started seeing ones that look like I never got a flashlight because I just never got one. But um, then I saw the ones that was like a booty house, like oh maybe. 
Um, then I started seeing the ones with the hoes. But then I started seeing ones that don't look like anything. Like they almost, they're just made out of silicone and they, they don't look like something. They don't look like a body part. They just kind of squeeze your dick and you use them. Okay. And so um, I seen them, but I was like, ooh, I would be triggered by the ones that look like, you know, stuff. <laughs> and I was, but now, child care. Mm. I'll get the booty hole, the puss, the, the <laughs> yes, I whatever. Free ball. <laughs> so I did learn. So this is this is my very first one. Oh. Yes, I need one of that. I, I how much is that? I need one of them men. I, this is so old. This is so <laughs> old. I mean, you can tell it's old, but it's double penetration. <laughs> it has this. So. The intention for me to get this was to. Um, <laughs> That's your first toy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the intention of this was for me to, um, you know, after you, you know, it was a part of my prep. So, you know, you go dish and get all that. Oh, and yeah. Now make sure you're good. Right. And this, you, uh, not just make sure you're good, because I know I'm good, but this gets you, you know, when you first plunge because my issue was I wasn't getting I don't even now I don't get plunged all the time so by the time my next time getting plunged I done kind of tighten up <laughs> and so this would open me back up and get me like okay so I don't have to deal with that first change of pain that first like ooh okay yeah. one second <laughs> that first so this would get me ready for it so I'm like ooh okay Ooh, okay, we ready. Let's go. Where the <laughs> so that's what it was for. It wasn't for, um, you know, just self-pleasure. It was really to prepare me for what it was. Then I retired it from myself and started using it on clients, and that's what it's for, you know, now. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good idea. I, yes. I might be one for the virgins. Like, there are some cis men that be like, oh, I want to try getting fucked, and if, 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 um, if I ever got fucked, it'd be by a bad bitch like you. But they be shitting. So like we need to like I have to teach them how to dush. Like I be I used to love to send them yo dushing video. Now I can do yes. Yeah, I would send them because it's a trans woman talking about dushing. So I could I could send it uh, them yo dushing video. They'd be like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> and they will they will be ready. As it should be, I get the kids ready so you're not getting booped on, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Ain't it Van Gogh, baby? Yay! Uh, what other ones I got? What you guys see? Well, this was one of my first toys as well. It's called shit. Did you mark it out? I marked it out so nobody would be nosy. <laughs> he marked out the label and stuff. What? Basically, you put if you're a trans guy, you know we get some growths. If you get on testosterone. You put your stuff in there in the hole, and it got really. That's what I was it. talking about. That's what yeah. I was talking about. That's like it doesn't look like anything. It just is just something you put on you. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh. It's like a. It's all flingy. You know, you put yeah. your stuff in there, and that's how you can masturbate if you're big enough. If you're big enough. Yeah. Oh wait, 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 wait. So. The other day, I was, I don't know, I was on Twitter. I was, so y'all know I made a free Twitter. And so, yeah. I, don't, so I don't have to share. We don't you know, they don't see my like. 
<laughs> so I'm trying to transfer everything. I saw this trans man sticking his dick in this this lady. A cis woman. I seen it too. I had never seen that. Like you see it going in. Like, oh, interesting. I, I had never seen that. I was like, in the, the way it was like a the you know how the trade do the point of view where the camera is below. Yeah, I seen it. Mm-hmm. And so I had never seen it. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? What is this? What <laughs> what am I watching? And so it just kept going. I was like, oh, that's what's going on. Oh, oh, it was so it gagged me. I was like, oh, yes, God. okay, word out. I be seeing cis women do that too with big ass clips. Yeah. yeah, I was like, whoa, I ain't never seen this before. And niggas so be loving that shit. So what you got? Um, What's next? This is a pump. You put your, if you're a trans guy, you put your stuff in there. It makes your stuff swell up. Like, and you just pump it Little, like this. Oh, wait, I don't want to say nothing trigger. Um, so my it's ex, like, have you ever seen guys put their piece in pump? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. My, my ex used to do that. I hated the way it makes his piece look. <laughs> yeah, it makes it look weird, but yeah, I was like, uh, I don't like when you do your piece like that. Just give it regular to me, because <laughs> he was like, like it hurt. I don't know, but I know it made it look like it had, um, like he had got stung by bees on his piece. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, okay. That's so Clayton gave me this. Who? A client gave me okay. this. Now this. It's just really popular. I know a lot of y'all have seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> it's a suction dildo. You put it up against the wall or on the counter. You know. Yeah, we you see that. You know. Yeah. Get your piece. The ball is big. Bitch, I never used this. This was for clients. And, but until me and Z got together and, and I, his, um, his prosthetics or the ones that he had wouldn't really like, when he would strap me, it wouldn't penetrate me, and it would like it would be it wasn't weird. Big enough. So I was like, "It's not going. It's not. <laughs> oh. It's not that it wasn't big enough. My pussy is tight. My pussy is tight, darling. You could never. Oh. I know. So, okay, so we. So I was like, "Man, you have to get the big one." So. Because I love him and like we have chemistry, it's easy for me to open up. Like if a cis man had something like this, it would be like torture to me. Because I like, I don't, like I honestly don't like, the people who follow us know that I don't like big pieces, but for him, oh yeah, I'd be wearing it out. She like about this size, but it's not stiff enough. Yeah, all, it's, all not, these, it's gotta go in, baby. All these lights did this, I got. I'm trying to show. Okay. okay, it's more realistic. This is one of the silicone that came out. Oh, okay. It's more realistic. It's from the yeah, that one look realistic. Realistic. Yeah, it's from the same company as the small one. Oh. He used to make bitches with that. <laughs> no, I no, I did not. But it got ridges in there. So y'all can see it got ridges, so it could pleasure because it was made by a trans man. The company is by a trans guy that made this. I just can't remember the name. So when it's oh, it, how do you, this okay? So the, that right there does it connect to something? Um, basically, what you do is flaccid right now. Like uh-huh. if you 
you could they say you could wear it as a packer, but I ain't wearing this. That's too big. <laughs> yeah, so you put this rod in there uh-huh. to make it hard. Let's see. You push it in there and it'll go. Oh. And so how does it attach to you? Um, I would use rodeo boxers. They're basically like briefs and it has the hole in it. Um, and you will put that through and you will put that through the hole. Yeah. Or and, I uh, use the regular strap thing. So that okay, that's my question. So the regular strap thing, does everything work with it? Um, yeah, I would say a regular strap like this made for cis women is more sturdy for me. Because I like to I like to do a lot. So. And I need a lot, especially to make to make me in, baby. Because I can see I need okay, so this is how it works. Work me slow, she needs stamina. I, but I need sensuality too. So you know, get me to where I need to be. Once you got me there, bitch, dog me and slut me out, bitch. Yeah. I need it, the the works. But Okay. But this is what I need from you. I need sturdy. I need it really, really tight. Yes, God. I need it around my leg and my butt. So no, no, no. What I'm saying is, does does the um does that harness just uh-huh. like anything that you buy work with that harness? Pretty much. They it usually comes with different rings. Uh-huh. Like this one is um, one of the bigger rings. So if you buy one that comes with different size rings, you should be fine. Okay. But the rodeo one so far it's worked for everyone I had. So mm. and I have some some girthy ones. So yeah, that's one of them. Then I have another one. Ooh, I got another one. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got another one. This one is sturdy. You can't really see it. Okay. Yeah, but um this is one of my cheaper ones for you know, emergencies or and then let's see. I have wait, that's pretty much it. Oh, I have this one. This is one of my popular ones from my videos because <laughs> I use it a lot. It's not big, but it curves up. Gotcha. And that's that is what makes me squirt. If I have some Mia's piece curves up, so that's what I like because I'm able to squirt. Mm. So that's one of them, and then I have body. So why? So, okay, so you you yeah uh-huh. you have, <laughs> now I got more questions. So <laughs> so how? So why is it the um? I don't I don't know if this is a smart question, but I'm just asking. <laughs> um, why is it the curve that makes you squirt? It hits your G spot. It, it hits my G spot. It okay. Up my, yeah. Okay. I'm sure some people don't need it, but. You know, that's kind of, that's why Megan and Stallion was like Captain Hook, blah, 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 because it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then also, like, it's, it has to be in a certain position, like missionary. The doggy one doesn't really squirt like that, right? No. no. Gotcha, 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 yeah, gotcha. I can, but yeah, just, I guess it just depends on what, I don't know, I guess it just depends on what I mean, you have squirted but, in doggy, but. Yeah. But um, then I got this one. Now, this looks like more like my tea. What's that? <laughs> it's a uh, vibrator, so body wine. It's okay. too small for me, though, because my junk is way too big for it. Not that it's, okay. like, huge, but, like, 
it just don't cover all of it. So I was like, okay, this is a good little. So does that change? So as you as your bottom growth happens, does that change your um, sensitivity, or does it expand your your range of what feel, what is feeling good, or because your your growth is getting bigger, or um, or does it change like how you get off? Um, it changes sensitivity. It makes head better. It makes masturbation better in the sense of you have more control. You don't do like this, this part anymore. Okay, you so while we haven't used it, what? We, we haven't used this while I was giving you help or I'm talking. What? You said it makes give me No, I'm not talking about this specifically. Oh. We're, we're talking about, about after hormones. Yeah. Oh, right. So first of all, I'm smacking. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what you eating now? That sound love. I'm eating a brownie. Oh, the the cannabis. <laughs> okay. But yeah, um, this is one of my vibrators. Then I have this one that I it's, just got. It's a little a bullet. A little I bullet. A little bullet. Bullet. The bullets are popular. Yeah. Right. It came with my cock ring. Oh. Well, not cock ring. Um, it's like um, I forgot what they're called. They're called. Did you know you don't got it? It's called like um a cock lock. This is one of my first two packers that I got. These are for trans men. If you don't know what packers are, I keep mentioning them. But they, you basically wear them in your boxers. Yeah, you oh, basically that's wear like them. normal. I Every time I see one, I'm talking about this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's some niggas who don't even got that. Yeah, that's true. Well, this one is pretty normal, but like when I, I see sometimes when I see trans men with Packers, I be like, <laughs> it look like you hard. Or yeah, it always look like you hard, and I'm like, mm. yeah. that really don't be the that's, tea. These are my go-to's. Like these are what I if yeah, I that one right here looks normal. Yeah, if I want to, I'll wear them, but I usually don't really How wear do they not fall me. out? What you mean? Oh, they don't fall out? Um, the rodeo boxers that I have, I usually only wear them in those. They have like this, um, if you look at rodeo boxers, they really do, but they have a little uh, section in them in the front to where you could button them in there, like it's made for trans men oh, or trans okay. people or studs or whatever. And um, you can wear it in the compartment and don't fall out. I have two pairs of those. Uh, I always think like it's gonna fall out the leg or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. If you wear them in regular boxes, they could. But okay, if you wear them in like briefs or something, maybe not. Nah. But I don't. I don't like how they feel against my skin. Like I'll wear them in the rodeo boxers, but um, I got. Fuck Waterloo. That's the best. Oh, yeah. I love Fuck Waterloo. And we Yes. I like Platinum Wet. Yes. Um, if you ever want some lube, try Fuck Water. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You listen to me? So, the dick ones, I don't really... I learned that I don't really like the dick ones. Like the dick toys. What do you mean? Like the dick toys. The toys that are shaped like dicks. Oh, dildos. Dildos. Yeah, so anyone that's shaped like dicks. So I thought... I. Well, that's why I went and got this one because I thought that I was going to like the ones that's shaped like this. So I I actually don't really like, I've learned over time, I don't particularly like actually fucking myself with a dildo. It doesn't feel good. 
I do like the anal stimulation though. So I now have um, started using toys just for the vibrating quality, just for mm-hmm. the vibrate vibrating quality. And it re- and what I've learned, and this has become my favorite. Is, is that a butt plug? So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Is that a butt plug? Yes. Yeah, so it's like That's a. Huge. But no, it's like it's really not. Look how. Bitch, I'm what? Sorry, to no, me. ma'am, that is huge. This part don't go in you. It's. This I know part. it don't, bitch. That's big. How big old dicks y'all pulling out? This does not match that. Look how small it is compared to my fingers. I'm that is little. About, I'm just talking about from my booty hole. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Them dildos. <laughs> it's way bigger <laughs> This is like two inches, ah. y'all. This is like two inches. No, let me show you my butt plug. No, ma'am. Oh, I got a butt plug too, but I lost it. <laughs> oh, yeah. this is, I'm gonna show you my butt plug. Look how small that is and dainty. Let me show you. But girl. them dildos wasn't small and dainty, girl. Baby, she's small and she got a little emoji. Hold on, wait a minute. Where's the? You got an emoji on the no, A smiley face. Don't play with me. <laughs> oh, a smiley face. Put it back up, Mia. She goes right back in her bag. No, no, no. Show me the show face again. Show. Oh. Show it. Oh, that's cute. This is mine. <laughs> this is how small she is. But no. The, the <laughs> dildos was huge. So if you can take the big ass dildos, you could. So yeah. I got mine, but I like pretty ones. So I got the ones with uh-huh. the jewel. The circle, I yes, I thought that was really cute. But this is my favorite one because it is, you know, it's small. It has, this is about two inches. And um, when you cut it on, I don't know if y'all can hear. Mm-mm. Y'all can't hear it? But it, it, when you press it on, it's like, and then you press it again, it says, and then you press it again, it's like, and then you can make it go back to the normal. So this little part right here, this it, it goes in, and this is in your gooch. This whole thing is oh. like in your gooch between your balls and your, your balls and your ass and your asshole. <laughs> so this part goes in, and so because of how it's shaped, it doesn't fall out, and you put it in, and it's just there, and I can be on my back, and it's in me giving me this vibration while I'm masturbating with my hand on top. Yeah. That's what I, I, it feels so good. And yes. How do you know what you should use? You should that that. Probably, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like the vibrator stuff. I, well, I haven't even tried it. I, I'm probably have to try it out, but you know what you should try, Diamond? What? Bitch, try out a prostate uh, massage uh, vibrator. You'll get That's your what this feels, so I have, so I have another one. I couldn't find it for this video. There's one, that look like that I have that looks like a row of anal beads. It Ooh. it really look like a fucking ET finger. <laughs> ET phone home. You know I had the the end of his finger got yeah. that little light bulb. So it looked like a bunch of them little light bulbs, but they get they start from small and get 
con- con- congressionally, is it not congressionally, <laughs> consecutively bigger as the time go on, but it's, it's just, like, they go from little to, like, maybe, like, the size of your, the last ball is probably the size of your butt plug. And it's like on a wand. It's like an anal bead wand. And you and it has a battery. You put a battery in it, and it vibrates. And I use it to pre-distribute my lube now. Like, <laughs> so now, before you have a piece of tray, I use it to kind of get the lube on in you already. So when they get up in there, it's like, Squish, 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 squish. Already. <laughs> Instead of putting it on the dick directly and then you gotta work it. It's already in there, lubed up, da 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 and the lube them just distributed to your rectum. <laughs> but it vibrates too and it's it's love. So it's it gives you this and that gives you that prostate stimulation that Mm. I love that you love. I'm have to check that out. So you always prep before you see guys and bottom. I don't bottom that often, but when I do, yes, I have to make it the most because it's 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 an acquired taste. (laughs) (laughs) I have to make it um, as enjoyable as I need to from the start because once we start. Once you get past the negative, not the negative, but once the, the, the initial pain, it's the initial pain. If I can do, like make that as low as possible, once it gets started and get open, it's like, oh, now we get to the good part. But yeah. it's I need to make that with that beginning part the most, the smoothest and pre-lubing and pre-doing whatever I need to do makes it automatically ready to go. So you don't bleed. I bleed, and I bled before. Like it's it's really important. I only bleed on long skinny dicks. Like I only bleed on like I call them daggers. Oh no! Like if it's like thick and filling me up. Oh yeah, I like that. Thank I, mean, I don't like I don't like that though, that Chris Brown type dick where it looks like it's long and slim. Though I call them daggers because they always make me bleed. I don't like that. It's like it's, it's, but the 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 thick ones that fill you up, they don't make me do nothing. It's like ah, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got this glow in the dark dildo. Oh, wait. It's pink or red? She's pink. Oh, okay. So I just got yeah, her. Like five, five, it's you like money. You like money from Kurwak. She like the color. She like colorful dildos. Yeah. So like, yeah. but I bought it for content. So bitch, when I turn on that let that um that light, it's gonna give it because of the color of it. Then you have. But are you gonna see it going in and out? You can see the dildo in the dark, but are they gonna be able to see you in the dark? Yes, because like um the. The, the neon lights that I'm gonna um, use, I was thinking about just using an ultraviolet light. That'll really get into it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I got that, and then I got these little sex toys, these little sex dice. Sex dice. What do they do? I'm not. What um, they do, it's but... called Shame World. And so, like, what what we could do is like shake them up, throw them, and then whatever it lands on, you have to. You have to do so, like <laughs> you, you. Okay, so on. I should have took it out, but on one dice it says tongue, stroke, kiss, huh? On another mm-hmm. dice it says sofa, Sorry. take a. I mean, a, huh? Oh, 
Oh, you meant side. No worries. Um, one says sofa, take a shot, bed, and shower. Then the other one says ass, dick, pussy, <laughs> neck, toes, and so like when you roll them, you got to do it. You gonna get a you gotta get a combination of all the things. That's the yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, I need to get them. What are them? Take a shot, stroke. Yeah. Uh, stroke. So you have to take a shot, something with your ass, and stroke. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. They that'll get the trade in trouble. Ah, let's yeah, play. Yeah. Roll the dice, honey. <laughs> See what you get. So what I have is that? One. Oh lord. Now this is my flashlight. Now this flashlight glows in the dark too. And it's like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you don't have an attachment that you hold? No, because it's going... See, I don't consider those fleshlights. That's what I was talking about. So I thought the fleshlight has a handle. Well, yeah. You're right. It, the fleshlights do have handles, but um, I replaced my fleshlight with this. Oh, okay. And my fleshlight, it was just... First of all, it was hard to take care of because, like, you can't reach the end of it, so you would have to wash the inside of it, and it was hard to, like, wash it unless you have, like, one of them things that um, you put in, like, bottles and stuff to wash. Yeah, yeah. And so, which that, I, which I, was I do. Like, this is, I it wasn't gripping no more. I said, fuck it, girl. And got me a new <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh-uh. And so, I, um, like, we was just talking about anal pain, and I used this kind of lube, um... Desensitized. Desensitized anal lube. Oh. And um, it's that not, don't take like, away your feeling. No, not all of it. It's only it only like allows you to um, it allows you to be penetrated, but it doesn't take a, a desensitize you all the way where you're completely numb because it's it's important to be able to feel that because you don't want to rip and yeah, that's yeah. I want to be able to feel everything. So if you do something wrong. Nigga, get the fuck up out of me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but this eases it. Like, um, and it worked for me and Z. We just used some um, recently. And so I, I used anal. I, I just started using anal desensitizing. They have natural um, ones. Um, if you, you know, if you're a, if you're a sensitive person like me, I'm, I get, um, like, certain lubes make me burn. So, like, I have to be very they, cautious of like what I use. Spermicide um, latex, like spermicide on latex. Mm-hmm. It, uh-huh. that's, I, that's, I can't use that. I have yeah. to have that. No, I have to use condoms with no spermicide on. Who the fuck is using that? Some Women people. who are don't want to have get pregnant and niggas who trying to nut and stuff and bitches that <laughs> they yeah, just like use all those things. Yeah, I don't like it. It's Cream like, pieing it down, darling. Mm-mm. <laughs> that's so, so that's all mine. I didn't get to. I showed y'all all the ones I like. So I do like this. The reason why I like, I, wanted, I was gonna show this last. I do like my butt plug. This one with the little jewel on it because I don't like being fingered. Like while I'm getting here, because usually, usually my sessions are usually just oral because I don't really be getting fucked like that. But I do. I don't like to be fingered. So I put this in before I'm about to have my oral session. And it stops niggas from being able to take their finger and put it in my booty hole. <laughs> Not that I, you know, when I tell them, you know, they don't. But just even thinking about it, honey. But you, I like you to play with it, but I don't like to be actually penetrated with a digit. 
Does it make sense? Yeah, like, that should be hard. Yeah, I like you to rub it and touch it and feel it. Like move the butt plug around so I can, it can be stimulated. But don't take your finger and put it in. And if this is already in there, they don't do it. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's so unsanitary because niggas don't like to wash underneath their nails and shit. So I'd be like, uh uh. <laughs> oh no. And then, like, their nails be scraping your insides. Like, bro. Yeah, I don't like none of that. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Well, I don't, I don't really mess with dirty niggas. So they'd be coming over here clean and right because they know that's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't like any of that. But. Make sure y'all hit us up. <laughs> Make sure y'all hit us up. Hashtag Marshall's Play. Let us let us see what dildos y'all use, and we want to see y'all collections. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter and tag us, Marshall's Play. Um, hashtag Marshall's Play. Oh my God! I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts, I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here. So you're not only helping to sustain us, you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is. You know, that's just the kind of bitch I am. Community is fuck. <laughs> so thank you. I really, really appreciate you. And if you have not become a patron, why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> Alrighty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So, have y'all seen Disclosure? Yes, I have. Yes. yes. yes, yes, yes. Okay. What was y'all's thoughts in the middle of it and at the end? Like, what was y'all's... Well, let me just say, what was y'all overall thoughts about it? Okay, so just for the people who don't know, introduce what is Disclosure. Okay. So, Disclosure is a Netflix documentary that just came out in the middle of Pride Month. And um, it's basically um, highlighting trans folks in the media and how we were portrayed in the media. and um, Specifically acting. Specifically in America, too. In, um, in the U.S. So, um, acting, um, people playing us, um, it's like anything you know, that's in cinema and culture in right. film like that. And it was produced by Laverne Cox and some other people. She was the executive producer gotcha. for Netflix. So, yeah, what was your thoughts on it? If you haven't seen it, watch it so you can know what we talk about. Yeah. So, what's your thoughts? <laughs> Sorry. So, first of all, this is the content that I have dreamed about since I could remember. I absolutely loved this this film. I absolutely loved it. It was. Um, it had diverse guests. It had. Um, some history, it has some surprises, it has some deep, sad moments. As a trans person who looks into things, I know a lot about transness. So when you surprise me, 
and teach me something, it's a big deal. Um, because I either have already found it, um, like the part, um, so yes, if, to answer your question, what I thought about um, middle, like middle and end. In the beginning, I was like, hmm, what this is, what this is about to be? <laughs> you know, when people start doing trans stuff, I just, I, I get, you know, I'm cynical and I'm pessimistic and I'm like, hmm, what this is about to be, honey? They about to, you know, give us an old watered down, whitewashed, you know, perspective or, you know, because you see a lot of documentaries, you be like, oh, this real white. No, thank you. I'm out of here. But in the beginning, I was going for that, especially when that lady was talking about she from the suburbs and she was, and she was talking about that lady. She was standing in all cream with her cream isotope. And she was stunning. And she was stunning. And I was looking at that lady like, what? <laughs> I was like, this is not my, this is, this clearly is not my culture. <laughs> this clearly is not for me. So I was like, oh, is it about to give this? I'm like, nah. But then it, it just got deeper and better as the time went on. By the middle, I was, I was fully drawn in. By the end, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing yeah. to me. Yeah. What you? I think that it, it moved me a lot. Um, because I, I didn't know that, um, I did, at the, the, it gagged me at the end, the, the trans woman at the end gagged me, because I was like, oh my God, like, bitch, you yeah. ate that. Definitely. And so that was that that was so, that you're talking was about, that I um, because. You're talking about Sandra Codwell. Cadwell. Yes. Yes. Because I've always, I've, I've always been one of them people, and you know, and uh, I've always been one of the people that's like, bitch. First of all, there's got to be trans people in Hollywood that we don't know about that are playing these roles and stuff, and they're basking. And I'm not. Oh, I don't. Let me be careful with my language. Um, and they are stealth, and um they're able to move and stuff and I know it's some people that's doing it and I'm and I and I ain't gonna lie sometimes I be looking at like people and I be like she, I bet she's trans bitch I can't wait till it come out and <laughs> and I it was it was beautiful to see it was it was beautiful um there were some I, I you said I can critique yeah so I wanted it to no shade just because it I'm black I really wanted it to um like center more black people and like I just I kind of just I wanted them to be the center and um not oh god and I'm not saying that my white counterparts um they don't matter but if it because of Laverne being hold like up, hold up hold up hold up you wanted to see more black folks is not telling them that they don't matter so you don't have but to apologize see, for that you want to see black Girl, that, that, that was somebody trying to gaslight you. You can want to see more black people without it even reflecting them at all. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> I just, I, I, I really wanted more black people to tell their stories. I felt like, um, I felt like they did a beautiful job um, telling their stories in general because, um, you know, We've always been there. I just, I wanted, um, I wanted to, there to be more camera time for the black trans men. Like I wanted to, 
uh, show their scenes a little bit more and get a little bit more in depth because it seemed like it was small. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I liked it. I liked how informative it was. It made me um, feel like it would be something good for like a sex education class for maybe like school, college or yeah. high school or something to where it could be implemented in education in some type of way. It was kind of that angle. Um, what I didn't, <laughs> what I immediately noticed though was the lack, because I'm half, I'm half brown. So what I noticed was the lack of brown people and indigenous folks. When you say brown people, do you mean Latinx people? Um, just brown, whether it be Hawaiians, um, Native Americans, Native Americans, uh, Mexicans, just brown folks. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I noticed the lack of that visibility and, um, I didn't, I didn't fuck with that. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't fuck with that. But, um, other than that, I appreciate it, but... Um, I noticed the, it, when it came to black trans men, it wasn't really, it was kind of like they were just there critiquing stuff and they're just telling stories of stuff, but nothing was actually centered around the actual black trans men. And I know there's films out there like, um, Still Black by Courtney Ziegler and, um, the aggressives, that's not really around trans people, but I feel like it had some trans folks in it. I think that would have been cool. It was featured with Marquise in it um, a little bit before his transition, but he still went by Marquise at the time. I think it would have been interesting, especially because he was in it. It would have been nice for them to at least mention it. Um, just uh, more films revolved around um, people of color. I feel like it was like hella, White people, I didn't really fuck with the. Uh, I get that. I get that Kaylin is one of the people, but it was just kind of like, just like I don't know. It was weird when the white people was just being apologetic about her politics. I don't know. It was weird. I thought that was weird, but other than that, it was cool. Um, yeah, I can't really remember all of it, but. For the most part, I thought it was like a good educational thing. Um, I, I just really, I, and I was um, watching UA's live. I remember you did a podcast for her episode. And she was saying how um, there was one clip they were showing of a native, it's called Little Man, Big Something, Little Man Something. It was a clip they showed in, um, she didn't like how her critique was she didn't like how um basically it it was no proof that this was the actual trans person in there and i forget the word that they were that you call that specific person but there's an actual specific name for the person and um a cultural name and she felt like the person whoever insert no not too spirit but she felt like whoever inserted that per that that clip should have did more history on it because it, more back uh, 
should have did more um, research on it because that the background of the cultural name and the film and everything wasn't what angle they were trying to give. So they had brown people in it, but it was inaccurate information. It was only one Filipina, and that was the only brown person. So that's my biggest critique of it because I know it's people like uh, Kumu Hina that's been in the media, media for a long time, and she's a Hawaiian person, and she's been doing a lot of work to help decolonize the binaries in Hawaii. So I, I, I thought that was weird. They didn't at least feature anything about her. If we were talking about media, just all these different, all this erasure I saw of brown folks is my biggest critique. But other than that, I like it. Um, I feel like we need to do a little better by um, black trans folks, just a little bit, because I feel like it was a little bit of colorblindness of like, they talked about racism a little bit, how racism, you know, just one person, how racism played a, a part in one um, white supremacist film that was made. But I feel like they could have went a little deeper as far as racism plays a big part in transphobia. But that's all I have to say. <laughs> well, that that is... Yeah, I get it. I don't want to tell. I don't. I don't want to um, diminish anybody's um, experience of it. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't experience any of that. I didn't experience any of. Um, um, I thought that the race was hit. A race, and the people who were there hit enough about race for me to be satisfied. There was enough a nuance. I. I can't. I. For me, I can't expect. I haven't seen a film that hit so many layers of nuance about transness mm -hmm. than this film. So I can't really, I can't really say that they didn't hit it because, you know, we particularly like when um, Peek was talking about the the brown boy that was erased uh, from Boys Don't Cry. They could have not called that out, and they did. Um, yeah. You remember I talked about that. Yeah, we we've talked about it on the show. Yeah, um, that they could have talked about that. Um, um, it is it was a couple of things. Even what you're kind of bringing up, um, aggressive, um, you know, and where what he Marquise what experience. I do. I did think about um, still black. If you are, I do. You how can you have a a film? or a documentary about um, transness in film and not bring up Still Black. I, I, for me personally, for me personally, I do feel that that particular erasure of Courtney's film, because he won awards for, that was a war-winning film. There has never been any film like Still Black it has never been anything like it since then. And that was like over 10 years ago when he did that, that, um, that film. So if you don't know what we're talking about, we are talking about um, Courtney Ziegler's um, award-winning film called Still Black. And it features trans masculinity um, um, of black trans masculinity, black right. trans masculinity. 
Um, and it was an amazing film. I learned so much. I loved it. It was interesting to look at. It just was a great film. So if we if we're examining trans folks in film and you don't include um, still black, I've I I feel I totally for me I totally feel like that was a missed opportunity to really you know let that film shine on this type of level. I, I totally agree with that particular point. Um, also, as far as UA and her, me and UA talked and, and she was saying that um, what, I what I took from what our conversation, she was saying that the Native American representation with a point that they were trying to make, it actually didn't match the way Native Americans thought about that film. It actually was done, the film was actually done in the right way to the old school two-spirit people. So from what they were saying, how the response was, what um, UA was saying, how the response was by their inner community, they liked that film. Like they enjoyed, it was a positive representation. So for yeah. them to, to put, put it in and make the point of it being a negative representation, you know, that's what she had a problem with. And so, um, and so for me, what I, what, what we, what we talked about is, you know, she's talking about the older generation of like two spirit people, the way I took it. Um, she's talking about the older generation and I was telling in the way I, in my, not, it wasn't a rebuttal. I was just listening, but I was just sharing with her that in our, in our culture, black culture, there is a older generation of Queens that be like especially queen from the 60s and the 70s that kind of grew up in that era even if you think like um y'all y'all know um Leroy Stringer um mm -hmm. that that um trans woman trans woman um and she's like non-binary so she kind of goes you know she goes by both that's why I said that um and even Miss Major on a certain level, like if you actually sit down and talk to her um, and other people, there are people who, um, who, who, who straddle that fence of butch queen thought process and like that kind of queen and trans. Like it's hard for me to explain, but I know y'all meet them older ones that are because they went through a time when it wasn't just, I'm a woman. It was, I'm a, I'm this, I, I, it's hard for me to explain without being probably. No, it, no, it makes sense that because when, um, when, okay, so listen to you explain this makes me think of times where you had to, the girls had to dress like boys in order to get into um, places. And when they used to be called, like say their name was Donald, they would call him Miss Donald. And yeah. stuff like this in order to survive. And so, like, they had to culturally appropriate, not culturally appropriate, but they had to culturally still be adapt, men or adapt. still kind of be men. Like, not still be men, but I, I can't explain it. But, like, you are, you, you, there was a time when Butch Queens used to be called your gay mom. Like, Pepper LaBeja. She was, a, she's a perfect example. Like, in Paris is Burning, Pepper LaBeja, where nowadays you don't see non-female figure moms right? my uh my gay my my gay mother uh my gay house mother house of prodigy is um jason 
Jason Potter, oh, the Butcher Queen. But it wasn't supposed to be that way, though. Because he said, like, they usually give it to a femme queen, but, like, they, um, like our leader, not our leader, but our house father felt like he was, he trusted him the most and, like, he would do right by the, the, um, the part, the, like, the position. And so that's abnormal. Now, a gay mother is usually, like, a trans woman or some type of female figure. And so, but back in the day, especially, like, in the 80s, late 80s and, and earlier than that, it would be, you could have a gay mom that's a butch queen. Like she could live as a boy, but she's like a real femme boy. And like my, my, my grandmother, my gay grandmother was Muffet from St. Louis. And so Muffet was just a butch queen. She wasn't a, um, she wasn't a um, trans woman per se. She'll get up in sometimes, but sometimes she wouldn't be in. She just, and so there was, there's an era of, um, and if you sit down and talk to them, you can kind of see that they don't match up with how we think about ourselves in this, this generation. And yes. so you hear how they talk about it. You hear how, like, they almost like Butch Queens a little bit to me. And so, um, you know, I don't know if that's problematic to say, but... It's probably kind of like how Marsha P. Johnson was, too. Yeah, yeah. Marsha P. is a perfect example. You know, they, they yeah. have a, you know, they're trans women, but they're just, they come from an era that wasn't, that wasn't really, I don't want to say that. But yeah, know, because, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Assimilating to assimilating, yeah. Assimilation. Um, what's the name was the same way? Um, Sir Lady Java. She had pictures of her as a boy, and then pictures of her as a girl, but because they had to have one piece of male clothing on in order yeah. to not get to go to jail, so they. It had was to, always like, a connection to that. Yeah. Butch yeah. queen life. It was always connection. Mm -hmm. um, it, but it was a, it was their way of surviving. They had to. Yeah. So you know, I, I totally get what Yui was saying. Like they should have did a little bit deeper um, in regards to see how the. I just can't imagine they didn't do that. They probably just didn't talk to somebody who has connections to, to, to know that kind of story. But, um, but how I, yeah, I just, for me, it was, um, I don't think any film is ever going to be perfect, but yeah. the, this has been the closest to perfect film that I have ever experienced in regards to, in regards to a documentary style. Um, there was history, there was enough variations of people. So I, I consider like South Asians to be brown. So when we talk about, um, there was two Asian people there. Um, there was a Latinx person there. Um, I can't remember that person's name, um, either one of them. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, for me, I, I, you can't put, you can't, can't put everybody in here. You can try to, yeah. but then it's going to get bulk. And I, I just felt like they talked about things um, that needed know, to be talked about. That needed to be talked about, and they and they hit on. Uh, for me, they hit it on. They hit on enough racism issues where I didn't feel like it was ignored. Um, other than the still black, because this was specifically about film, trans folks in film. I don't know why you would not. Um, include Courtney. That was weird. So other than that, um, because what film is like that? Um, 
other than that, I was absolutely pleased. I was um, everywhere they went, like everywhere, everywhere they went and explored in the length of time that they did. I was not mad at all. I was not mad. That was the I I agree, Diamond. That was that was that was, it was beautiful to me. Even though, because you know, the girls are still going to critique it. We're still going to yeah. tell you where you can improve. And I think that's what's good about growth and constructive criticism. Like when even even though you're doing well, we all have room for growth. So, at, we talked about Sandra Cadwell, right? So we talked about at the, the one at the end of the, that we found out is trans at the end that has been in all these movies. Cheetah Girls. She's right. And so she, you know, kind of comes out and she, you know, says that she sees these girls getting all this shine that are trans and she was like, whoa, it's happening. Like she was like, whoa, like we had to, Keep this under wraps. Like she even was in the film with Lou Gossett Jr. in the bed with him and you know, all that kind of stuff. And so it was, it makes me feel, y'all know how I feel about, um, you know, stealth folks just kind of coming into stuff and getting shine. It, it's weird to me because even though you've been in all these films now, but you wasn't doing any, you was doing the films, but if we, if we never would have changed to where we getting, we wouldn't know that you were in these films. You would have been, you, we wouldn't know. You would have you paid it. You, we wouldn't know. And then, yeah. uh, and so it's like Nikki tutorials. There was this thing that I saw where they were showing trans folks, like celebrating trans folks. And they had her picture up there and I was like, she just came out as trans. And if she wouldn't have got blackmailed, she wouldn't have came out. And so, I don't know. I feel some kind of way about that. It feels like y'all haven't done the work and then y'all just getting put up on this pedestal. It feels, I don't know. That may be me just being a hater and I'll accept that. But it no, feels, it, yeah, it, but it feels like, like you have really, like you, it's, Mm, I feel where you're coming from, Diamond, because it because if if the girls went out, you would have paid us just, and we would have known about you. You would have been still in hiding, like yeah, you would have still you wouldn't have took it, the risk. I I guess it's this. I hate. But I, go ahead. Go ahead. I just oh. feel like I'm the person. I, I, like me and many of the girls around me have been through the fucking fire dealing with our transness from the time when we was bricks. And going through do, dealing with the fire. And so for you to not deal with the fire and then get the benefits of, you know, what benefits we have built. from the girls going through the fire so we could get to where we are. Yes. I feel some kind of way about that. It's my lane. Mm -hmm. I'm like, sit and be quiet. Like, it makes me feel like I want you to sit and be quiet. <laughs> like, yeah, but you, you just got in this. You just got in this. So... You know, yes, you one of us, great, blah, blah, blah. But sit and be quiet. Just, just but be see, quiet I needed that, Diamond. I needed that. Like, she she is actually what made like made the film for me. She her her part gave me so much life because I because I've always thought in my head that I know it's some of us that's that's eating it and wearing it out 
and able to live this dream because that's all that we, that's well, it's not all that we want, but that's all that I wanted at one point. I wanted to, I wanted to go into his cishet normative normativity and just disappear and go and just live my life without fucking pe- being worried about um she trans- was worried she was worried well, well i'm just saying but like when you are visible when you're visible like we are you got to deal with a lot of shit but when you're not visible you it, it's not a privilege it's, it's 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 something that i wanted to obtain to just be and in, in my mind at the time was just to be normal, like every other cis woman. I just want to exist without the fucking, without fucking dealing with what comes with being trans. The trans. But just like the color of my skin, I can't change that I'm trans, and every and, and it should be okay for me to be okay with me being trans. It feels like okay. The best way I could possibly say is you. You been you when white when when um black folks was the ones that can pass for white, you know, so the mixed race kids that can pass for white. If they go and live a white life and then 50 years, 50, 60 years later, they start getting awards for like black BET awards or NAACP image award for just coming out, oh, I've done all of this stuff as a white woman. but I'm really black and you know now that the black people are getting awards for things look at what I did I don't know if that's an equal comparison I really worked it out but that's what it that's what it feels like to me that's what it feels like that's what it makes me think of it's like you went and blended into whiteness and now you gonna come out and say oh I'm really black look hey <laughs> I know it's a different context, but it just but it feels sense. like it feels like, girl, you've been living in luxury white. Stay over there. You can admit that you black girl, but don't try to come and get the awards. Don't try to come and be on the black shit now. Cause you weren't fucking with us. I don't know. Well you was. I don't know. It just feel weird. It, the, the, <laughs> it feels weird. I get the analogy. My only thing is Diamond. While you was there, while you was at the top with by the gatekeepers, bitch, and you knew where the keys was, did you unlock any motherfucking doors for us? If you didn't, then pay it. And that's I don't how know. I feel. I, I don't that's know. How I feel. Yeah, I don't know. That's I don't know. It feels, you know, like what you are right. So back to the 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 white passing analogy. So when you was over here <laughs> in, in, in the in the house with your white husband, he didn't know that you wasn't white, and you over here getting your life, was you trying to be an abolitionist? Were you trying to free the slaves? Were you trying to... <laughs> were, you were, trying you to were you operating on the Underground Railroad? <laughs> like, yeah, were you a conductor, bitch, on the Me? Underground Railroad? Were you, were you doing what you needed to do to whatever power you had to make life better for the black people around you when right. you was blending into whiteness? Like, were you doing that? If you weren't doing that... It's late. Why, it's late and tired. And if you... And when we when you do come out as, oh, I'm actually black, like, do should I be praising you? If you weren't doing that stuff, I don't know. That might not be a good analysis, but... No, oh, well. that, it makes sense, but I think that, like, 
Uh, this okay. So this is what I want to say. I also want to say that even though I kind of like, I'm, I'm I don't want to say I'm jaded to people who are still, because that's not the truth. I kind of like, I just I feel bad because you feel like. I feel bad because you feel like you have to do that in order to survive. But I also know that 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 is a good reason to do it, to be able to survive. And that if that's what's keeping you alive and you're able to function, then do what you got to do, mama or papa. Like, go ahead and, and, and make that shit happen. It's just like when you are there, make sure that you, you are doing the underground work. And, and granted, there are men, there are men. And trans, there was a trans man who actually reached out to me and um, and and uh, was helping me with the case of um, the trans woman who got uh, jumped Iyanda. recently Iyanda in the store. Iyanda. Yeah, yeah. He he has some real vital information, and he he was able to have access to it and I was able to send him where he needs to go in order to help. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like when you operating stuff, are you still pulling those cords for us? I just, I don't, I'm not tripping about, um, I'm not tripping about stealth people in general. I, that's why I said it, it might be me just being a hater because I don't like it when you come in and get in China. When you're coming and getting reaping the benefits of the people who have been out. I don't like that. I don't like the fact that Nikki Tutorial is being propped on this fucking pedestal and you just came out. I have an issue. When you've been stuck all this time, I have, it, it, that might be, and I can admit sometimes I got some haters, but I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it. I want you to just chill. Just like you was quiet in stealth mode. Be quiet. So you feel like they're taking up too much space. Yes. And, you know, it's like that Nikki Ergu situation where you live in stealth all of this time, and then when your tea gets spilled out, you want to come to the trans community and say, hey, I need y'all help. Look at what they're doing to me. But before, you wasn't associated with us. You was a, you was playing the cis woman. It's that type of shit. It's like when you in trouble, you come and fuck with us, and we've been out here struggling and making a way, and then you want to ride the wave once you get in trouble. But if you didn't get in trouble, you would still be on the cis side. You wouldn't be fucking with us. You wouldn't be coming to the gay club. You wouldn't be coming to the LGBT events and the pride events. You wasn't coming to the pride events, bitch, until you got in trouble and we had to come get you out. And then you start going to the pride events. But you want to know now you're you the marshal. Now you're the marshal. But you want to know if you really how you how you know if you're really pushing it. If you can still come to the gay events and not get caught. I don't care about that. Actually, that's problematic. <laughs> oh, that I was kind of so, so it's not a compliment if you're in a system. Wait, what? I remember you saying that if you're if you're red, sister stone, then that's a compliment. If you're yeah. red, yeah, that means yeah. If you're a binary girl. And this is where Mia goes on her cis heteronormative rant that was deleted. Thank you. But, ooh, that's late too. Can you take that out? Diamond. We don't edit the videos. I I can edit I can edit the uh 
the actual podcast when we don't edit the videos. Stop it, girl! You can scooch me out of that. This is, this is called. Oh, girl! Marsha's play uncut. <laughs> oh, girl! I said that make me look so problematic. <laughs> Listen. Okay, so far, okay, what well, shit? Then I will stand in my shit. Okay, so I just me specifically. I I do have some. Um, binary respectability politics that I got to work on. But I'm working through it, though. Yeah, good that's job. good. <laughs> 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 accountability? <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> Look, it's, if you oh, have Netflix... Did you just say whatever? You don't think that that was good? <laughs> I mean, I think we're going to have a year from now, we're going to have the same conversation. <laughs> You're going to be in the same spot feeling the yeah. same way. <laughs> Because, <laughs> honey, you are invested. You don't believe in me. You are invested in the binary. You are invested in the binary just like I am. And it ain't going to change. That is what it is. That's why you her mother. Very much so. It ain't gonna, there ain't going to be some things that I'm just, you know, I'm not going to lie and say I'm going to work up. I'm a binary girl. <laughs> You ain't, you ain't gonna, I'm sorry, like, I get other people who are non-binary, and I get it, we gonna respect everything that they got of going course. on, yeah, but, but for me, I, for my standard for myself, it is rooted in binary, it is rooted in some cis-heteronormative rules of engagement, mm-hmm. if somebody else, what I, what I am working on is when other people don't follow those rules, that it is okay. For them to do that, yeah, it used to be where I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I used to be late about it too, but that's only because that's what my thought process was. It was like that's why, but like I was late, late, like I was I so late that late I felt like if you didn't have a pussy, then you was a man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't that late. I wasn't. Into I that. I used to feel that way. It, like it was, what's for the me, point it was of, internal. Yeah, I used to, but I used to feel that way. I used to be like, what's the point of being an, a woman with a piece? Why do you want to be in the middle? Why wouldn't you just go all the way? The point of transition is to go all the way. That doesn't make sense to me. But then, if that was because I had internalized transphobia within myself. And so when I was able to work through that, I started to know who I was in total, in, to, in totality. And it, it made a difference in my perspective. Gotcha, that makes sense. So yeah, um, but that's not gonna change with me. I know that I'm for myself, for how I judge myself and what I how I want to present to the world is, uh, you know, very binary and you know that's not gonna rock a No. Why is he trying this tonight, Diamond? No, you ain't never gonna see Mama in a in a goatee. Never. <laughs> you ain't never gonna see. That's why she washed uh, face right now. Right. <laughs> you go. You go give. I'm gonna give you what I give you for the rest of my life. It ain't gonna be any kind of weirdness. It's gonna be what I give. <laughs> the girl in the motherfucking picture. Bitch. The girl in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> right. so anyway, make sure y'all, if y'all have Netflix or if y'all can, you know, bootleg it. Uh, make sure y'all watch Disclosure. 
Overall, if you rate it from one to ten, what y'all giving it? I'm gonna give it a nine point nine because it wasn't perfect, but it be. Well, I'm gonna give it a nine point five. If it would have been a ten for me, if they would have had still black by Courtney Ziegler in that film. So, but I'm gonna give a nine point nine. What y'all giving? Well, it was your topic, Charlotte. You go last. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it the same because I don't. I don't. I don't feel like. Um, because I was touched by the movie. So, I mean, the documentary. So, I don't think that it's so... I, I heavily critiqued it so much. It didn't bother me that much. But, of course, I, I overanalyzed myself. So, I definitely overanalyzed the documentary. So, I'll give it the same rating. I'll give it an A. Okay. Okay. That's right. cute. That's it. I think it's great. Watch it. You know, even even where it misses the mark, it it, it does make some great points and show you some great, great history and reveal some great things. So check it out. Yeah. Hashtag Marsha's Play, and we will see y'all next week. All right. Bye, y'all. y'all. I didn't even do that right. Oh, wait, I got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right. Oh, don't you worry about a thing. Baby, it's going to be all right.